Welcome to the Books and Bites podcast. Each month, we bring you book recommendations and discuss the bites and beverages to pair with them. I'm Carrie Green, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Michael Cunningham and Adam Wheeler. Hello. Hi. Today, we're talking about the sixth prompt in the Books and Bites challenge, books that take place while the characters are traveling or are on vacation. This prompt seems pretty appropriate now that the country is beginning to open up a little more. And it's June. And it's yeah. June, yeah. Vacation Summer time. vacation. Yeah, all the kids are out. Everyone, this is this is, this is American travel time. That's Absolutely. right. So are you guys uh, going to travel anywhere this summer? I might go down to Tennessee, Knoxville, to visit some family mm-hmm. um, in July. But other than that, no real plans. Mm-hmm. Might might get out to Red River Gorge at some point, hopefully. Mm, yeah, that yeah. sounds good. It's a nice place. <laughs> Going to Bowling Green this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Got an Airbnb with a pool for my birthday. Um, Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, I think we've got a Chicago trip coming in like August or September also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's about it. So do you all um, like to take a particular kind of book with you when when you're traveling? Or do you kind of read the same thing? Audiobook, hands down. I mean, genre is pretty open, whatever I'm in the mood for at the time, but audiobook mm-hmm. for while I'm driving. Yeah, definitely. I kind of like to immerse myself, like where I'm going, or like if I'm going to the cabin, I'll, you know, probably choose a horror book that takes place in the woods <laughs> or in a cabin. I remember in high school, we went on a sailing trip in, um, around the Keys in Key West. So I took, uh, what Sebastian Zung, uh, Zung's, uh, in the perfect storm. Oh, the yeah. perfect storm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you like to still be scared while you're traveling, but in that location. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, whatever works. <laughs> Vacations full of pants filling terror. <laughs> My suggestion for a book that takes place while on vacation or While Traveling, is The Troop by Nick Cutter. This book follows a Boy Scout troop camping for the weekend on a remote, uninhabited island off the coast of Prince Edward Island, taking one last trip before the age of the scouts. The five 14-year-old boys all show the familiar stereotypes. Kent is the popular jock. Shelley is a loner and weird kid who likes to inappropriately touch girls' hair. Newton is the overweight, nerdy kid everyone pokes fun at. And then there's Ephraim and Max, just two average best friends. They're almost like the breakfast club, except more murdery. (laughs) As they are settling in for the night in their cabin, unbeknownst to them, a skeletal man with an insatiable appetite is making his way to the island, who is being pursued by a mad scientist eager to recapture his escaped experiment. The scoutmaster, who is also the town doctor, finds the starving man stumbling through their campsite and takes him to their cabin, hoping to treat him. Well, he finds that he's in way over his head after discovering what has made a home in the skeletal man. Hint, laboratory-created parasitic tapeworms. Once the scoutmaster becomes infected, the whole weekend devolves into a bloody survival scenario for the five kids who are just trying to find a way out the island and not become infected at the same time. And to make matters worse, one of them is a budding psychopath. This book could be described as a more horrific version of Golding's Lord of the Flies. And while Cutter does use the well-worn stereotypes used so often for adolescent males, he's able to skillfully develop these characters 
and uses them in ways you would not wholly expect. Scattered throughout the novel are newspaper articles, diary entries, interviews, and investigative reports that help to give answers to what happened off the island and to give the reader a much-needed breather from the intense tale. Not for the faint of heart, Cutter does not shy away from the gory details, often going into graphic descriptions. If you enjoy books for wilderness survival and visceral horror with some coming of age, or maybe you've previously enjoyed books like Lord of the Flies, or watched the classic 2002 horror film Cabin Fever, check out The Troop by Nick Cutter. We have it available in our adult fiction section and also as an ebook through the Libby app. So I pair this with a twist on a staple of any scouter camping trip, S'mores Milkshakes, a recipe from tasteofhome.com. It's super easy and super delicious. First, you'll toast marshmallows in the oven, then combine the milk, ice cream, marshmallows in a blender. Once you pour it into a glass, you'll sprinkle it with graham cracker and drizzle it with chocolate syrup. That's it. We'll post the link and the recipe on the Books and Bites blog page. Hmm. Sounds good. First off, I would like to add a second recommendation. Just any pasta dish with fettuccine sounds great while you're reading about tapeworms. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If you want to go for the full experience. Exactly. And, you know, of course, what what teen friend group isn't complete without a budding sociopath? <laughs> Psychopath. That's what it was. Yeah. So I have been to Prince Edward Island, but that book is not what I would choose no? on my way. To Prin- <laughs> well, I mean, I went to Prince Edward Island because of Anne of Green Gables, <laughs> you know, a favorite childhood book. <laughs> that just ruined it for you. <laughs> so, so that's probably what I would read if I was going to Prince Edward Island again. <laughs> Personally, I would actually really love a crossover of that book and Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> Anne mashup. of Green Gables <laughs> with like... With tapeworms. Yes. Oh, you could do a fan fiction where Anne and travels to this island just off the coast and yeah <laughs> brings a whole new meaning to the term bosom buddies <laughs> <laughs> sort of i mean you know they're in the gut but whatever <laughs> all right you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> What comes to mind for travel more quickly than summer vacation? The main prescription for American travel and one of the few things I missed from my school days. And what a fitting podcast for the start of our summer learning program, the theme of which is outdoor adventure. Did we already say that? No? Okay, awesome. Uh, it's, It's almost like someone planned ahead for that. Good job, Carrie. It was probably Carrie. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, we didn't know at the time. Sh- sh- just take the credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm reading in the sweet halcyon days of summer with a uh, wonderfully written and illustrated emotional bombshell that I was not at all prepared for. A YA graphic novel, Flamer by Mike Curato. Like, for serious, I had to put this book down and collect myself a few times. Came real close to straight-up ugly crying near the end. Uh, <laughs> Curato and Eagle Scout wrote this story using real experiences, which makes for a raw and deeply real story. Uh, heads up that my portion of the podcast and the graphic novel itself may be triggering for LGBT folks with less than expecting, accepting experiences in childhood Uh and it does skate up on difficult subjects such as suicide. 
Anyway, Aiden Navarro is spending his summer between middle and high school in one of his favorite places, Scout Camp. Uh, secondary theme is Scouts yeah. this year. Year, month. Um, he's ecstatic to get away from his parents fighting at home, but also remiss about leaving his younger sister alone in that environment. However, he's determined to enjoy himself as much as possible at camp, hopeful about leaving his restrictive private school and personal bully, and anxious about being launched into a public school that is loaded with new challenges and probably new exciting bullies. Um, Aiden is painfully aware of the ways he is physically and emotionally different than his camp friends, short and husky, Filipino and white, comfortable with quote-unquote feminine activities and characters. Uh in a camp full of not-so-secure boys that makes him uh, a target of their ire. This book is so painfully accurate in its portrayal of developing confusing romantic feelings, undeserved guilt from society and religion, close friendships becoming suddenly conflicted by just being yourself, and the stumble-and-go way that many queer youth have to learn to navigate society while learning most of their adult mentors are ignorant of or even perpetrators of their struggles. Um, the illustration is an emotive black-and-white style with bold charcoal lines. The only color is the fire that links throughout the book in so many ways, opening with an out-of-control campfire that snaps Aiden from his romantic daydream of his best camp friend to the many campfire scenes throughout the book. Savvy readers will fully understand the title's reference to a not-so-kind descriptor used mostly for gay men, flamer or flamingly gay, and then Curado also addresses the very troubled way gay men have earned their association with fire. Uh, we got our F, and I don't mean flaming, uh, slur from the piles of wood that the church used to burn us on. It's not all terrible, though. In a particularly dark moment with a Swiss army knife that I may have related a little bit too much to, uh, Aiden also finds the best part of himself in the ever-present fire and learns to shine for himself and the people who love but don't always understand him. Um, I highly recommend Flamer by Mike Curato to any queer folks who have struggled with finding their place and for anyone who wants to relate more to the struggles of queer youth. Uh, it's available in hard copy at JCPL. Continuing with the best parts of a flame, try some tasty campfire apples in tinfoil. <laughs> um, I'll admit the recipe doesn't sound glamorous, nor does anything sound glamorous when you have tinfoil tin foil in the title. Um, <laughs> but it's bound to be red delicious. Uh, just make yourself a campfire, fold some apples topped with butter, walnuts, and maple syrup into tinfoil, and cook the campfire or cook on the campfire till soft but not mushy. Find this recipe and more in Camp Cooking by the National Museum of Forest Service History, available on Hoopla Digital. Or just roast some tasties on sticks. You do you. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a heavy read. God, yeah. I, I couldn't do it all in one sitting. <laughs> I had to put it down and come back to it later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also a good choice for Pride Month. Yeah, yeah. it is. So my first book is The Wangs vs. the World by Jade Chang. The Wangs vs. the World reminded me a little of the TV series Shit's Creek, where a family of rich jerks loses all their money and becomes a lot more relatable along the way. Charles Wang has built a fortune manufacturing ingredients for cosmetics. 
When he starts his own cosmetics line focused on women of color, he loses everything, including the family mansion and the 2008 financial crash. He leaves California with his wife and two children on a cross-country road trip to New York State, where they plan to stay with his adult daughter, Saina, while Charles works to reclaim his family's ancestral land in China. The book is told from multiple family members' perspectives. In addition to Charles, there's his second wife, Barbara, the children's stepmother. Barbara left China on a quest to marry Charles as soon as she heard of his wife's death. Son Andrew is an aspiring comedian and college student. Daughter Grace is a student at a private boarding school who writes a successful style blog. And his oldest daughter, Sena, is a conceptual artist who's been hiding out in the Catskills after a disastrous show. The writing is sharp and funny with the comedy critiquing the capitalism at the heart of the American dream. It also exposes racism and the hypocrisy behind some white liberal wokeness. Like Schitt's Creek, much of the humor depends on the cluelessness of the main characters. Their faults make their epiphanies, when they eventually come, all the more satisfying. While I did find the ending a bit disappointing, it left both the characters and this reader hanging, I was still grateful to have joined the Wangs on their trip. It may sound like a cliché to pair this book with fried rice, but that's exactly what Andrew eats when he first gets off the plane in China. Fried rice from, quote, an airport place that was like a Chinese version of Panda Express. Just as terrible and just as delicious, unquote. (laughs) Andrew considers eating fried rice to be, quote, one of his favorite pastimes, really. Warm, fluffy bite after warm, fluffy bite, each one piled high with once frozen peas and carrots, golden bits of scrambled egg, and plump, glistening pieces of shrimp. The sameness of each bite, the repetition of the spooning and the chewing, helped calm him. No judgment for me if you prefer your fried rice to come from Panda Express, but the dish is easy to make at home. We have several books with recipes for it, but the fried rice recipe in Chinese soul food by Sao Ching Chu seems the closest to Andrew's favorite kind. I love fried rice. We make it, <laughs> try to make it, uh, you know, a couple times a month. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite thing to put in it? What do we put in it? Um, I think we put green onions. We do do the the eggs. I, I think mm-hmm. the the scrambled eggs. It's mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite. And then sometimes I'll I'll grill. I'll marinate some steak, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll grill it and then chop it up. Put it on top of it. Mm, like that teriyaki. sounds good too. My other suggestion uh, for this month is The Night Will Find Us by Matthew Lyons. This novel follows a group of teens as they travel out to the Pine Barrens in New Jersey on the last day of school to kick off their summer vacation. As it starts to unfold, you feel like you've seen this before in all those teen slasher movies, but this is something very different, utilizing those tired old horror tropes to create an extraordinary story with the action kicking off less than 20 pages in. Best friends Chloe, Parker, Adam, Nate, Nikki, and her boyfriend Josh all meet up after the last day of school in the parking lot with their camping gear in tow, ready to load up in Chloe's van. They set off to the Pine Barrens and camp overnight at a campsite deep in the woods Parker used to visit with his dad, who went missing the previous fall. Once they arrive, things kick off with a bang. 
Things do not go well for them out in the woods and get very bloody and violent very fast. One of the teens transforming into something completely different. Lyons really puts his characters through the gauntlet. Sorry if I'm being vague about the plot, but this is one of those books where I don't want to give too much away or risk spoiling all the great twists and turns. There are also enough threads left dangling that there could easily be a sequel or prequel with some hints to the most famous resident of the Pine Barrens, the Jersey Devil. If you're a fan of supernatural suspense with intricate plots and flawed characters, I would highly suggest checking this one out. This one is available in our adult fiction collection and as an ebook and an audiobook through Hoopla Digital. So lots of options for scary camping trips. Yep, wilderness. <laughs> I got a whole list if you want some more. <laughs> I remember watching like a it was probably a Discovery Channel, a Travel Channel, like special about the Jersey Devil. And I just remember eyes and wings up in a tree and being real spooked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, so I babbled a lot for my first choice, so I'll keep this second option sweet and short. Uh, Ever After by Olivia Vuig is a YA graphic novel with beautiful full-color illustrations that follows two girls who become stranded between fenced-off safe zones amid a zombie-ridden world. Um, I believe it all happens in Germany. Uh, at least starts in Germany. It might go to other places. Survival is the name of the game through zombies, sweltering summer heat, and a dangerous secret. Uh, I'll say that I'm not sure how the zombies aren't swiftly decomposing in the dog days of summer, but it's not important, and I strongly discourage pulling too many limbs or strings uh, when talking about zombie apocalypses. Apocalypses. Apocalypse. <laughs> something. Um, whatever. You know, you know what I mean. Add some ghoulish adventure to your summer with Ever After by Olivia Buig, available in hard copy at JCPL, and as an ebook via uh, Kentucky Libraries Unbound or the companion app Libby. Nice right, zombies. Yeah. Zombie travel. Germany. <laughs> zombies in Germany. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't heard of that one before. Usually it's all in the U.S. So. I mean... I've heard of zombies in Germany, but it usually like there's one that's about like Nazi zombies. Oh, I feel like I know there's a movie about that. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. Yeah, that one's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got nothing. <laughs> So my next book is Professor Chandra Follows His Bliss by Rajiv Balasubramaniam. Professor Chandra is a conservative economics professor at Cambridge who's just learned that he's lost out on the Nobel Prize yet again. The same day the college master scolds him for calling a student an imbecile, he's hit by a cyclist, has a heart attack, and is told by his doctor that he needs to take some time off, or in the doctor's California parlance, to follow his bliss. At 69, Professor Chandra is a lonely workaholic. He divorced from his wife years ago, and she moved to Colorado with their youngest child, Jasmine. He doesn't get along that well with his oldest son, the owner of the Institute for Mindful Business, and he hasn't spoken to his middle daughter, a liberal activist, in two years. 
he decides to take a visiting professorship in California while he's on sabbatical, where he can be closer to Jasmine, a senior in high school, who's experiencing some life challenges herself. As the title suggests, this novel is not only a geographical journey, but a spiritual one that begins when his ex-wife's husband coerces him into attending a course at the Asalan Retreat Center in Big Sur. Much to his surprise, Chandra finds that he appreciates his workshop, being yourself in the summer solstice. For the first time, he begins to consider his own childhood in South India and his relationships with his parents and children. He leaves the workshop determined to be a better parent and person, to live more and work less. Lest that all sound too sweet, let me assure you that Professor Chandra is hilariously misanthropic and the humor keeps the book from being sappy. And Chandra's transformation doesn't happen overnight. It's a struggle that involves more travel, including a visit with his son in Hong Kong and a Christmas day with his entire family at a Zen monastery in Colorado probably the last place you would expect to find him at the outset of the book. Overall, Professor Chandra Follows His Bliss is a quick, heartfelt read and the perfect book to take along on your own summer travels. Unless, of course, you're Michael or <laughs> or Adam and want a little more zombie action in your, <laughs> in your travel reading. Or parasitic worms. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, if you don't have those, then you know, uh, people hating curmudgeon is also a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I this was one of those books that I laughed out loud a lot on, and when I read the the um the parts I was reading out loud to um both my husband, who is a bit of a misanthrope himself sometimes, <laughs> professor, um, and uh, to my mom, they also laughed out loud too. Um, and I actually did read this partially on the beach. So um, so I can vouch for its um, being a good beach book. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like eat, pray, love for people haters. Yeah, it does have some similarities with Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> Maybe uh, I would say the main characters, they're both on journeys, but very different journeys. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> one, one of his, uh, one of the funniest things about the book, I think, is, um, you know, he he's from South India, so everybody expects him to, like, know how to do yoga and, <laughs> and um, already know how to meditate. And, um, you know, he would rather sit on his butt and read um, a trashy novel. So. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Books and Bites podcast. Don't forget to submit your entry into this month's Books and Bites challenge for a chance to win a $25 gift card to Joseph Beth Booksellers. For more information or to submit your entry, visit our website at jesspublib.org slash books hyphen bites. Our theme song is The Breakers by Scott Whitten from his album In Close Quarters with the Enemy. You can find out more about Scott and his music on his website, adoreforadesk.com.